Welcome to the Big Tent on Radio Boise, KRBX 89.9 FM Caldwell, Boise. And uh, we have a very, very special episode this week because it's Radiothon. We are shook up. We're so excited. <laughs> this is like the first radio. This is your your first yep. Radiothon, you two. Yes. Luke and Jackie. And, and oh, sorry, we're already talking over one another. <laughs> it is going to be a great hour today. Um, we have a special raffle happening this for our show. Um, if you donate during our first 40 minutes, you will be off, uh, ent- your name will be entered into a raffle for some School of Public Service swag, including a mug, some chapstick, some sunglasses, frisbee, all sorts of exciting things. So we encourage you to donate to get entered in that. And if you want to donate to Radio Boise during Radiothon, you can just give us a call here at the station at 208 258 2072. Or if you're like me and you don't like talking to actual human beings, you can go online to radioboise.org. And then if you're really not like me and you only like to see human <laughs> beings in person, you can actually come down to the station. I, this is so, it's so cool to come down here and see how things work. We have lots of free food. If you have kids, it'd be fun to have them come down and see how th- everything works. We're at 1020 West Main Street. There's still some parking out front. It's a perfect time to come on down. Get your name entered to win this swag bag from the School of Public Service at Boise State. And I don't know if you've been in the Boise State bookstore lately, but Boise State gear is pricey. So to be able to win this bag, it's extraordinary. And let's be clear, this is exclusive merchandise. This isn't sold anywhere. (laughs) You basically have to convince the dean to unlock the special swag closet. And we had to None of us get this stuff. Yeah, I I have none of this. Like We had to beg and beg, and they finally let us in. We didn't even know what some of it was. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll get back to this later. But if you know what a pop socket is, you're smarter than I am, because I still have not figured this out. I still don't know what a pop socket is. But you could win one if you go to RadioBoise.org now. So pretty exciting times. But before we uh, talk more about how you can support local community radio, we want to talk a little bit about the news of the week, yeah? Yeah. Um, The story that I've been following this week is the Jamal Khashoggi case. That's a hard name to say, but I think I have it locked in now. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you with pronunciation. I think later uh, you can maybe, call him Jamal K. Yeah, I think later or at some point during the radiothon, we should have a contest to who, see who can pronounce names, and we'll just have Valerie <laughs> Google people come up. We'll see who can get the closest to it. Guarantee Aww. I'll lose, but it'll be good times. Well, that's just gonna be offensive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you haven't been following the news, this is um, the the broad outline of the story is that Jamal Khashoggi is a uh, Saudi Arabian journalist. He was a frequent column, well, not frequent. He was a columnist for the Washington Post. For the past year, I believe, Yeah, for the past year, um, and was a critic of the uh, Saudi regime, and in particular of the new crown prince, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, MBS, he's known as. So my understanding is that Khashoggi went to the Saudi consulate. Uh, I think it was in Turkey. Is that where? He, mm-hmm. was, yeah, he was in Turkey for for to get. He's going to get married. He's going to get married. So happy day for most folks. He goes to the consulate, and he does not emerge again. And so um, 
now we believe what happened is unfortunately he was um, murdered while in the consulate, uh, uh, dismembered, pretty horrible uh, story. And uh, now it seems as if the Saudi government and perhaps in, with support of the United States government is covering it up. So um, interesting story. When you hear this story, what are you thinking of? What are the sort of foreign policy domestic ramifications? I mean, we've been pretty close as a as a government with the Saudi Arabian government in terms of selling them arms, of you know having those types of relations, and so how what our response is, I'm kind of interested in. Um, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has been visiting with some of the the Saudi leadership. Um, what comes out of that? I think you know will be interesting um, just in terms of the U.S. kind of reaction to to the situation. Yeah, uh, I agree with Jack. Yeah, I think I don't think this is really a surprise because I, I, I mean, no offense to our, our Saudi friends, but I think this kind of stuff probably happens more often than what gets reported in the news. Um, I think this is something big because he was a Washington Post reporter and people noticed that he didn't come back out. I think what's interesting is the seeming like very I mean, mild reaction to this situation, because um, I, I mean, I, I would you would think if you you read this on the news, you're like, oh my god, things are going crazy in Washington. Like we're we're talking about a lot of you know big foreign policy options, you know, diplomatic crisis, yeah, you know, all these things, and it just seems like none of that's happening. It just seems like oh, this is just another news story, you know, mm-hmm. oh, it'll it'll fade out, uh, fade away as soon as this news cycle's over. And so I think that's the most surprising part is that nobody seems to be taking this as seriously as what. I think probably would have been taken. It would have been taken maybe 10 or 15 years ago. I mean, it does seem like one of those stories that's a little bit of a Rorschach test for what you already think about Mm -hmm. this administration. So if you see Donald Trump as somebody who supports strongmen, dictators, who's sort of against freedom of the press and who really values things like business interests above human rights, for example, then this case looks a lot like foul play to you. I think if you are uh, maybe a more cynical approach, something like what you were saying, Luke, where this is kind of thing probably happens all the time, this just happened to be a more high-profile person with connections to a lot of American journalists, and maybe there's some things going on that we don't quite understand yet, I mean, I've been wondering a lot, like, why, why is Turkey, Turkey positioning itself mm-hmm. the way it has? And that's, and that's been a really interesting element here where Turkey's like, we we have proof, we have all this evidence, and have, um, while at first kind of quiet, then all of a sudden very, like, no, we know what happened in, mm-hmm. the, this, in the Saudi government did this or leadership. Mm-hmm. And Turkey and Saudi Arabia, of course, have not been friends necessarily for a long time. But also of late, Turkey and the United States have sort of been at odds. There's been a remaking of the diplomatic relationship there. So one has to wonder if there's sort of a sort of manipulation of that, the way this um, is being perceived on that end as well. And then, of course, There are a lot of questions, as always, when it comes to Middle East politics about oil. And so do our sort of tepid reactions to Saudi Arabia have anything to do with, you know, national, international oil markets and oil supplies? So uh, lots of different ways to view this story. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's just a deeply disturbing story Um, and a good example of uh, the brutality of certain regimes. 
Yeah, and, and additional, additionally, uh, the violence against journalists that we've been seeing. Um, this isn't the first instance this year, and it's been kind of a concern. And I think people, along with that, you know, hearing some of the rhetoric that come from especially this country's current leaders that not very supportive um, and, and often sometimes actually very critical and even suggesting violence against journalists and kind of the the reactions that we see that do happen um, across the, the world um, in re- to journalists. Well, I think that also, and to you know that point, I, I think it highlights like while caught, like why attacking journalists using dehumanizing language, why it's so dangerous because it's not just attacking some website; it's actually attacking people. And I mean, this is at some point the natural re- like course of action, and what it leads to is when you start, you know, seeing people as the enemy that are just reporting that. I mean, of course, we're not facing these type of things in the U.S., but I mean, a cl- of course, like this is a path to that, right? Eventually. Um, I think it also poses really interesting moral questions, again, for the governing party in the United mm-hmm. States that have to do with this tension between what are our principles, what do we stand for, and where is sort of profit motives. I mean, I was thinking back to that very early trip in his presidency that President Trump and sort of a retinue <laughs> of his advisors and family members took to Saudi Arabia. You know, there's the famous picture of them putting their hands on the glowing <laughs> orb, you might remember. And Trump, of course, uh, trumpeting a lot of the uh, arms sales that were made to Saudi Arabia. And that has been something he has fallen back on in defending um, the Saudi Arabian uh, regime's explanations for the Khashoggi murder. So um, it'll be really interesting to see um, whether or not he's held to account for that and what that will look like moving forward. Um Anyway, so that's a that's an interesting and developing and complicated story. I think we probably won't know um, the the full story there for some time. I mean, I don't quite know how to transition from a dismemberment story to Radiothon, but I'm just going to do it. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to make it smooth. I think you just made the most perfect segue there. <laughs> it's just super classy. Um... Let's just talk about, though, for one moment, why it's so great that we can have that conversation that we just had on community radio. I think a lot of people who listen to Radio Boise are pretty tired of sort of the slick, shiny packaging of stories, or maybe they're tired of the hyper-partisan coverage that you might see on cable news. And one of the things that we tried to do at Public Affairs Thursday on Radio Boise is um, provide a little more thoughtful coverage of local and national news. And that's been an exciting thing for me about doing the Big Tent. Luke, you're sort of new to the Big Tent. Um, What do you think about this whole process? You know, I I agree. I mean, and I've said it before, you know, one of the the funnest parts of this is, are these things that we talk about anyway, to a large extent, Um, you know, either between us or or with other friends and colleagues and have these faculty, you mean? Yeah. And I mean, the kind of things that we're engaged, we think about it. And I I think it's great for us to be able to share our thoughts and our analysis of these things, to, to take it to the community and bring it there. And also, you know, what's great is, 
like we're not told what to say here. Like we don't have meetings before about stay away from these issues or those issues. Um, the only thing uh, that we're told is that I use the word unfortunately too much, um, <laughs> and now I just use it to spite Wayne. But uh, I mean, for the most part, like we we say what's on our mind, and we're honest and sincere here, and we're not really out to any kind of agenda or anything. And so I mean, I think that's really meaningful, especially in our era of news coverage, where there's a lot of, of agenda setting, there's a lot of fake news out there, there's a lot of people that are using propaganda. And so I mean, we just don't have any of that. We're just saying honestly what we think about issues sometimes uh having just thought of issues before we came in here so it's not like this is some you know, big scheme or anything so i mean i think it's really a, a wonderful avenue for that for us just to have honest conversations as a community i think that's right i mean that's just a reminder that all of us working here valerie's working the boards we're going to hear from a little bit luke jackie me Corey. we're all here as volunteers and it's because we really believe in the community radio mission we believe in trying to um encourage um, more interesting conversations and connections with people in our community. So if that is something that you feel like is important to support, we hope that you will call the station and consider making a donation. Any amount is fine. Uh, if you just have a couple of bucks to throw down right now, that is great. Call 208-258-2072. You can make a one-time donation of any amount. Um, what really also would help the station is if you could make a recurring donation, just have um, a, some amount taken out of your paycheck every month. That's what I do. I decided to start supporting the station last spring during our last Radiothon, and I don't miss it that way. It's just part of our budget now. So you can set that up by calling the station or go to RadioBoise.org. Um, there's a new easy giving button that you'll find there at the website. Or you can also stop down at the station. I feel like there's some pastry out in the hall, maybe even like some Guru Donuts or something. Um, pretty awesome donation from Guru, who who often su- supports us here at RadioBoise.org. You can grab a donut and drop off some cash or a check or uh, just leave your credit card with us and we will take it to the mall after we uh, log your donation. I'm lying about that part, but we'll definitely take your donation in whatever form um, you want to give it. All right. So uh, I know it's really, really hard for us to follow up. One, a dismemberment story, and then, uh, you know, talking about community radio, but uh, because this is Radiothon, we have to have some fun. And so I spent all morning coming up with trivia questions. I am dreading this so much. Do you know how terrible I am at trivia? So First listen, of all, I've all... had so much Sudafed that I can <laughs> barely even track this conversation. I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, they're all sports and Dolly Parton questions, so I hope you're <laughs> oh, ready. Oh, I love Dolly Parton. All right. There's no Dolly Parton questions. So <laughs> oh, gonna, man. I, that was a team. I'm so excited. All right. So this is uh, the guy. I'm I'm the quiz master here, and it's Jen versus Jackie on trivia. <laughs> and so this is round one, and then we're going to come back later in the show and do the lightning round. Now you're going to oh, hear geez. how worthwhile it is to have a PhD. All yes. right, here we go. <laughs> so I have lots of exciting questions here. All right, we'll start with uh, question number one. How many times has Donald Trump been married? Three, Three times. Oh my God, that's a tie. <laughs> All right, tiebreaker. Wait, Can- let's talk about why that's an interesting question. The reason I know that is because every time you hear a story about evangelical support for Donald Trump, he is described by the media as a thrice married uh, millionaire, billionaire, or something like that. And so there's always this point to sort of some of his moral failings as a weird, hypocritical moment for why evangelical Christians would support him, which I think misses the entire point. But that's that's how come I know that. All right. So tiebreaker. Can you name his wives? Ivana. Um, 
Marla. 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 Uh, one more. And then. Um, Mahalia. Mahalia. Oh, my God. Jen, Jen <laughs> gets that one. All right. Dang. Jen is 1-0. Oh, I feel so good right now. <laughs> Follow up. How many children does Donald Trump have? Five. Oh, Jackie got it. Okay, but well, now what are their names? There's Don I, Jr. I'm going to tell you this There's right now. Don I did this in my head earlier and could name all five of them, and I was ashamed of myself. Don Jr., <laughs> Eric, Ivanka, Baron, and... Oh, Tiffany. Tiffany. Oh. Oh, the one everyone forgets. Yes. Oh, it's the saddest story ever told. All right. <laughs> all right. Moving on. I'm How? not embarrassed to know that. That's quality trivia. But we have we have a tie game. He's the yeah. president. So. Yeah, and they're a part of the administration most I of just, them. <laughs> listen, I just want to warn y'all, they get harder from here at the questions. <laughs> I'm just trying to know. How many how many times has Boise State changed its name? Oh. Well, it depends on if you like count Saint uh, Margaret's School for yeah. Girls. No, no, we're we're starting in nineteen thirty two when it became I'm going to oh. say three times. Correct. Yeah. Was, okay, so what was it before Boise Junior College? It was Boise Junior College, and then it became Boise College, and then Boise College to Boise State College, and then Boise State College to Boise State University. Oh, oh my. That's pretty That's pretty good. So it's had four names, changed three times. And I've told you the story on the radio before about how my university, College of Idaho, <laughs> did the same thing. All right. Super. What year did Idaho become the 43rd state? Uh, uh. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, this is one I'm. I should know, but no, yeah, no clue. All right, eighteen ninety. Oh, oh that's exactly what I was gonna guess, you guys. All right, I should have just said it. Jen, this is a question that I literally looked up specifically for you because oh. she has told me before that we can only talk about sports if it's women's oh, volleyball. Oh, we don't have any more time uh, for trivia. What medal did the U.S. women's volleyball team win in these 2016 Summer Olympics? Was it volley- beach volleyball? Women, women's volleyball. Silver? No. Come on, Jen. You have one of two. You have a 50 50 shot. Okay, so was, what, ask the question again. I'm going to. What gonna... medal did the U.S. women's volleyball team win in the 2016 Summer Olympics? Um, most improved. That's not an option. <laughs> but I'm going to go with wrong there. It must uh, have been bronze. Oh, it was bronze. I knew bronze. they didn't win gold, but. Do that this year yeah because like the netherlands i think oh the netherlands they have volleyball in the netherlands (laughs) uh it's the olympics i think they have those sports everywhere all right (laughs) all right Uh, i mean there's only like one month a year where you can be outside there that's all i'm asking that's why i'm asking what the rest of the time what state was the first to allow women to vote wyoming oh jackie god jackie's killing we were the fourth in idaho Oh, so you had a question for me that I bombed, and then you had a question for her, and she aced it. Yeah. Uh, oh, so is the volleyball question because we told you at one point that Jen had played on an Olympic <laughs> yeah. volleyball team? No, no, team? y'all told me that about Laura. But, oh, that was no, no. right. That was Laura. But, <laughs> Sorry, no, no, Jen is just always like, I know stuff about volleyball. I don't know any. And so I was like, I'm No, I don't know stuff about volleyball. I know how to play it. All right. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> All right, so this is a toss-up. You know, bless you Name one hurricane that hit the U.S. in 2018. Florence. Name one oh. hurricane that didn't hit the U.S. <laughs> really, that's the question. That should be the question. Jackie, you were killing it. Man, nice job. <laughs> Who is the head coach of Boise State's football team? Brian Harson. Harson. Oh. oh, I knew that. <gasps> Do we have donations? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, hold on. I mean, uh. we're going to talk about that in just a minute, but I just got so excited I squealed. All right. <laughs> Which Supreme Court justice currently has the longest tenure on the court? Oh, is it RBG? Um, I don't, I don't 
I need the Jeopardy music. Is it like um, Brayer? No. Mm, Care I to mean, venture a guess? I just saw Ginsburg. That's was my guess. Well, he came during, or he, um, <laughs> she was appointed during Clinton's. Jackie studies gender and politics, everyone. That would be Clarence Thomas. Oh. Clarence Thomas. Because that would be Bush's. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yes, I found that to be a very interesting because you would not think of him as such. You wouldn't well, think of it, but part of the reason is because the man never speaks. <laughs> yeah. and, and I knew RBG was already older when she was nominated. Oh, okay. So. Mm. Gotcha. Um. So we have a couple donations to announce. All right. I think we should do. Should we yeah, wait we'll, on trivia questions? Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do one more. Yeah, we'll do one more. One more, and then oh, okay. Awesome. How right. many? This is my favorite question. This oh, is in honor okay, of my wife because she loves the show. How many U.S. versions of Bravo's The Real Housewives are there? Oh my gosh, way too many. So there's like New York, D.C., Atlanta. Atlanta. We gotta count these. Beverly Hills. No, yeah, that's one. I didn't say name them. How many? No, I'm trying. I know trying, I can't. Luke. <laughs> Jesus, a lot of pressure. I don't know. Five? Oh. I'm going like to wow. say seven. I'm going to say seven. Nine. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Yeah. How? <laughs> Orange County, New York, Atlanta, New Jersey, D.C., Beverly Hills, Miami, Potomac, and, Del- uh, and Dallas. Though I will note some of these have been canceled. Um, but there are not. <laughs> Potomac? What? Yeah. Well, remember the woman that tried There's to some... sneak into President Obama's <laughs> state dinner? Wasn't There's she some on producer the show? who's looking for a job somewhere after that one. Wow. Okay. All right. I just want to point out that uh, at the end of round one, Jackie is decisively winning here. <laughs> but don't worry. We have a lightning round later and Jen has a, a chance to pick up some uh, pick up some points listen I'm just here for comic relief and everybody knows it that's fine that's my role in life all right so we have a couple donations that have come in um, can it wait can I set this up I'm so excited because my last radiothon was my first radiothon and for my first show that I did with Justin Vaughn who helped us start the big tents not with us anymore I mean still a human being oh, on the planet God, that was it's not terrible. with the show anymore if you're listening Justin I'm sorry um, but he and I were doing radiothon and we only got two donations for the whole hour that we did it and here we are 20 minutes in and we already have two, Jackie? We have two. That is so exciting. That's fantastic. It is very exciting. All right, who do we hear from? Uh, we thank Geraldine for her $25 oh, donation. Girl, you are going to love that SPS swag. <laughs> Girl or guy, I guess I shouldn't be. <laughs> and uh, then as well, thanking Mike and Beth for their $10 donation. Uh, Mike and Beth, thank you so much. That means a lot. That And that's a perfect amount. Like if you have 10 bucks that you would be willing to let go of right now, the station could really use it. We um, had to get a new antenna put up this year out in the Waihee Desert. That didn't cost nothing. We have a few employees around here who help keep things things running smoothly. So your donations are really going to help um, keep things on the air here at Radio Boise. And you know that you're going to be a part of something really special and important. So if you'd like to make a donation, please call 208-258-2072. Or you can uh, donate online at RadioBoise.org or, or come on down to the Alaska building, right? It is really cool. You can see this whole clown car in action stop by there at these big plate glass windows bring your kids you can show them the microphones grab a donut get some water 
you can uh, see what Jen Schneider looks like during lightning round when the pressure's really on. And we <laughs> just pull out drip the... and sweat. It's yeah. <laughs> and just a reminder, we have a raffle going on for yes. that SPS swag. So if you donate within the first 40 minutes, so before 440, you can get entered in that raffle. And, and I'll, again, I want to remind you about the, the SPS uh, swag. This is not for purchase. So <laughs> you can't just you be can't like, just oh, just buy it. Yeah, you can't just buy it. So you can't be like, oh, I'll just go spend this $10 on SPS swag. No, no, no. You have to donate it and a chance to raffle and you know what if you make multiple donations it just increases your odds of winning we have two so far if you made two donations you have half the pot so just call in get your friends to call in make lots of donations there's no minimum there's this is something that money can't buy and can i tell you something um public affairs shows at radio boise don't always get a lot of donations we get our clocks cleaned by music shows so this would be awesome for all of you to call and make a statement about how much public affairs thursday at radio boise means to you so help us get some numbers up on the board compared to our our music companions here um at radio boise and also i would love Love, love to beat our record from last spring. We had two donations. I would love to get three. (laughs) Please make it happen, listeners. Give us a call at 208-258-2072. It is easy as pie. So much. And, uh, you know, just to, to remind listeners, you know, so many of us that are on air and that are here are volunteers. And so we're, we're not getting paid to be here and we donate our time regularly. So, you know, the, it's not like you're, you're, you're donating time to pay us to, to be on the air. No, no. Or you're, you're donating your money to, to, you know, keep up the place here, to pay rent, to deal with the equipment and all these other kind of things. So um, there's not like there's a lot of overhead here, but there's still things that need to get paid for. So, you know, those, those donations are, are important, even if they're one time or, you know, it's great if you are, are willing to make the monthly donation donations and to keep us all in uh to give us all the opportunity to continue to, to do this um to keep the airways open and for allowing us to talk or or the music shows i i hear they're pretty good there's a couple that i'll listen to from time to time but you know there's a wide variety of music i even hear there's industrial heavy metal at like 2 a.m which i've yet to stay up that late i, I go to bed at like nine o'clock now and my wife makes fun of me but you know there's <laughs> there's tons of opportunity and tons of great things to listen to here um so even if it's not just the public affairs you should donate during our show so we get the credit for but even if it's just not public affairs, you should donate here to, to support all the wonderful things that are going on in the show or on the station. That's right. Yeah. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Big Tent. My name is Jen Schneider. I am your host. I'm here with my co-hosts, Luke Fowler and Jackie Kettler. Um, we're going to kick off this next segment by talking about the biggest uh, story of the year, which we were talking about before we came on the air, how hard it is to figure this out, simply because... I don't know about you, but pretty much since the 2016 election, my sense of time is completely messed up. And I think it has to do with the short duration (laughs) of the news cycles, how crazy each news cycle seems to be. Every story seems to be so significant. Um, And so it's been really I had to go back and look at what has actually happened um, this year just to get a sense of trying to key myself to how to respond to this. Um, but as you were thinking about what what the big stories of the year were for you, looking back on um, 2018, what what uh, came to mind for the two of you? I mean, I think the Kavanaugh hearings is going to be kind of a, you know, not only was was it 
impactful and, you know, like attention grabbing, I think it's going to kind of have an effect long term, much like we saw um, uh, the Thomas hearings and Anita Hill's testimony um, in 1991 two mm-hmm. around there, um, the impact of, of those hearings. Um, as well for me, just the um, record number of women running for office and winning their primaries and, and being present this fall is a big, a big story. It is true. It's mostly on the Democratic side. Um, but this is kind of laying the groundwork um, for having more women involved in politics in the future, which for me has been kind of a big story I've been paying attention to throughout the year. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree, like, the Kavanaugh hearing was, and I, I don't know if it's perception-wise, just because it, it happened, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, though, to, to Jen's point, the news cycle, cycle moves so quickly, like, the Kavanaugh thing sounds like months ago, and you just look up and it's like, oh, it was just a couple of weeks. But I feel like the Kavanaugh hearings are going to be the thing that we talk about for years and, and like in our political science classes and the things that are keep getting referenced back to i just feel like that was you know to a certain extent like a watershed moment um but you know kind of asking like when you emailed earlier this week you know what are the the biggest stories of the year you know the two things that stick out to me like kind of defining this year the last you know several months of it one is um all the saga of the Trump administration, and that's like a really broad thing, but there's been so many little stories that have happened there yeah. with re- resonations from officials to the books, like Bob Woodward's book, to all these little things that have come out that have just really been this uh, broad like ideal of like a chaotic White House. And so if we could just call it that news story about a chaos in the White House. And the other one is just the continuation of the Me Too movement. Because, you know, when this started off, I, I think a lot of people expected it to fizzle out quickly, but I mean, it just kind of has continued all the way to the Kavanaugh hearings. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when... You can call a social movement a success when it is continued long enough to push something onto a Supreme Court hearing, like and for it to affect a nomination. I mean, that's a that's a pretty big deal. Um, and so that's clearly something that that's here to stay. And well, so, and I, across sectors too, right? Yeah. Government, education, industry—it's affected um, men and, and women across those and, fields. And that's why a lot of these women are running yeah. too, right? Like it connects into that story. Many women are saying they're angry, they're unhappy, they're tired of the same things happening over and over again, and so trying to shake things up in response at least partly to the me too movement yeah and so i mean it's really hard to try to pick these news stories apart and say you know what's kind of this individual thing but um i mean it's kind of been a big year for politics really i mean there's um I mean, you can say a lot about the Trump White House, but you can say it's not boring, right? I mean, it's just, it's been a huge year and it's almost, I mean, difficult to keep up with because it moves so quickly. Well, speaking of that, that's why when I was looking back at the list of sort of news stories from the year, I was, I honestly was shocked to see that the Parkland shootings Mm -hmm. happened this year. That was a huge uh, story for me. And it paled, like for you, Kavanaugh certainly looms largest in my mind. I think it's probably going to have the most cultural resonance moving forward. But at the time, that was um, a particularly devastating shooting. There was the Vegas shooting that happened close to it. And um, I think what was so interesting about that shooting was the group of young mm-hmm. high school activists that came out of it and looking at the ways in which um, they were able to organize themselves, use social media, and to really speak out um, about gun violence. And at the same time, the way they got politicized so quickly um, for doing so. So that's a story that really sticks in my mind. Well, and I'll piggyback on that. I think it's one of the interesting acts that, uh, uh, aspects of the, the Parkland shooting was how much pressure got pushed back on the local sheriff and the resource, the school yeah. resource officer. I mean, basically looking at this to a certain extent as like this was a government failure. This was preventable. Like, why did all these things happen? 
happen. And I think that's something that's come up in previous shootings, but not nearly to the extent of this was something that could have been stopped and the resources were in place, where previously we've looked at it like, oh, this is kind of a random act. Um, and so I think that was, an, again, important. I think a lot of that came from these students going, why did, like, looking at the school saying, why did you let this happen, you know? Um, and so I, I think those student activists and really showing that, like, the response to these things isn't just, like, sitting down and being sad. It is you can stand up and really, you know, make a difference in your community in response to it. And so I think that also, I mean, that's a, that's a big part of that story. Yeah, absolutely. All right. If you're just tuning in, this is The Big Tent at Radio Boise. We're right in the middle of Radiothon. If you'd like to donate, please go to RadioBoise.org. We are going to take a quick break, let you listen to some music. And when we come back, uh, we're going to tell you more about how you can donate to the station and talk a little bit more about the biggest stories of the year. Stay tuned. All right. Welcome back to the Big Tent on Radio Boise, 89.9 FM and 93.5 for FM for in the downtown area. Uh, I'm Jackie Kettler. I'm here with my co-hosts, Jen Schneider and Luke Fowler. And it, we are here during uh, the Fall Radiothon. And so we encourage you to call in, um, give a donation, 208-258-2072. You can also donate online at RadioBoise.org. Or stop by, come down and hang out, grab some food, give a donation in person. We have a raffle going on, so if you donate in the in the next like 10, 15 minutes, you can be entered in that. Um, one thing that I love about um, community radio like Radio Boise is the diversity in programming and thought, especially for curious people. It's a great opportunity to kind of learn lots of new things without having to search it out in a whole lot of different um, venues. And one, our soundboard operator, Valerie Hayes, has been a longtime uh, volunteer at Radio Boise. So we'd love to hear from her on why um, she encourages you to support Radio Boise. Thanks, Jackie and Jen and Luke, and um, super excited to be here on Public Affairs Thursday. Um, I got started, and, and, and I would say that primarily most of the shows I listen to are music shows, but but I do love like sitting in the booth with y'all every Thursday and um, learning so much about like what's happening locally and you know nationally and globally. Um, I think uh, also coming from uh, people that work in the field it's it's a great opportunity um so and and again like i believe luke mentioned earlier in the show how um that's that's not something that you get on uh syndicated radio programming or on commercial radio programming so uh it's definitely just something unique um and it's unique to our community, uh, supported by volunteers. Uh, all of the programmers are volunteers, and most of the people who keep this ship floating are volunteers. Um, so I think it's just a really great way to um, become a part of your community, even if you don't have time to come down and like donate uh, your time. Um, just throwing in a couple bucks here and there, or again, those sustaining memberships, which are super helpful for the station. Um, super easy. I know, uh, like Jen, I'm also a s- sustaining donor because it's easy. Like I don't have to, you know, worry about if I, you know, call in every month or something. And, um, it's just, it's also affordable for me rather than a big chunk of money at once. It's like 20 bucks a month. And, um, that's just a couple cups of coffee for most people. So, uh, I think that's a great way to, to donate, um, to Radio Boise. Uh, and again, just help keeping programming like this and your wonderful music, music programming on the air. Um, 
And I don't have the list in front of me, but if you do sign up to be a sustaining member, we yes. have some nice gifts There's you can get. There's some pretty sweet pre- premiums like, I this year. I got a hoodie last spring when I became a sustaining member that I wear all the time. I love it. Um, we also have hats, t-shirts. So go online to radioboise.org and you can see what some of those gifts are. And if you donate in the next five minutes, there's a really good chance you're going to win this amazing School of Public Service, Boise State, swag bag. Of exclusive merchandise. And that's exclusive. the important one. Exclusive. You're going to be in a special club that nobody else is going to be and What? What is in there? A pivot pot? Is that a what it's, pop a socket? Spigot spoon? Yes. I do not. I, again, I do not know what it Did is. Did you say hot pocket? Uh, you know what? If it was a hot pocket, that'd be very, uh, School of Public Service hot pockets. That's what we should name the order next. <laughs> we, School of Public Service hot pockets. How the sausage gets made. <laughs> that We're going to be rich. That is brilliant. <laughs> Okay, so what is in this swag bag? Oh, we've got like a Frisbee and some sunglasses, a mug, some chapstick, and of course the infamous pop socket, <laughs> um, which apparently is a thing to go on the back of your phone uh, to like hold it, I guess. Oh, right. Now I know what that is. Oh, hey, some good news. Luke, what do you have in your hand? Oh, there? so big news, guys. We have our third donor, which means we beat last year's record. Yay. Hey. Even more exciting. It is Regina from Mississippi, who, unless there is another Regina from Mississippi, I'm like 90% sure this is my mother. (laughs) So, guys, if... It doesn't uh, matter. I'm so grateful to you, Regina. Thank you. So, guys, if uh, my mom that lives a thousand miles away can donate to the station, like, you know, the people here in our community should be just as willing to support it. Um, Because, again, she listens to us once a week. You're you're here regularly and get to experience this every day. So, uh, even more of an emphasis for you to donate. And, again... Enter in a raffle to win stuff, right? Yes. And can we have just a little bit of honest talk? It's 4.38 on a Thursday. You have 22 minutes that you have to stay in your office. We all know that you're not going to get any more work done. So you might as well go online, pretend to be filling out a spreadsheet, and just go to radioboise.org. Your boss won't even know. Go to radioboise.org. Use the new Easy Giving button. You can give us a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or you can sign up for a sustaining donation. That is a really nice way to show your commitment um, to the radio station. Jackie, what? Oh. What are you holding on to? We we are just setting records today for the Big oh Tent. Oh my gosh! We've got some more donations here. Um, one is from C. Uh, Cook, or also known as Cook, uh, my husband, right, Cook. Uh, who donated and family showing up, y'all. And, and is a regular listener. So thank you for the, your support there. I'm sure he's very excited about the possibility of winning some SPS swag (laughs) Um, uh, we also have rachel from boise who donated to us so thank thank you so so much much for that donation we really appreciate your support and we just had some walk-in donors so Ah, just to show that you can come down to the station and and see us down here in action absolutely we'd love to see you and if you come to the station don't forget we still have free food Yes. That's right. And if you like listening to The Big Tent, you can always follow us on Facebook at Big Tent Radio, on Twitter at Big Tent Radio. We'd love to hear from you there, too. So maybe this is a good time to talk just a little bit more about um, biggest story of the year. We asked some of our Facebook and Twitter followers, some of our colleagues, what they think the biggest story of the year. And Jackie, what were some of the responses you got? Yeah. um, So one colleague had shared the Parkland shootings, which, as we had discussed, I was like, oh, my gosh, that was this year. Um, The Kavanaugh hearings came up, Um, the midterm elections, um, and also kind of with that, Doug Jones, um, his election in December. Um, So some of these special elections, kind of the Democratic um, movement and success we've been seeing. 
And the Doug Jones, that was a big deal because... Uh, Democrat winning in Alabama itself mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. is a and pretty defeating big deal. Roy Moore, who himself had been accused of sexual assault mm-hmm. um, yep. when he was younger and was supported by Trump and others, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another colleague um, brought up the Helsinki meetings, where yeah. the meeting with President Trump and and um, Putin. Um, oh, that's a deep cut. I like that. One. I know. Yeah. I was like, oh wow, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was another suggestion. Um, kind of the hurricanes, climate change have come up. Um, one thing that I think uh, hadn't come up, but another kind of interesting saga from the last couple of months have been, which we haven't talked about, is Kanye and Taylor Swift's uh, forays into politics, kind of switching roles a little bit here recently. Yeah, and so weird to see those two in the headlines again. I don't know <laughs> if you remember, was it a MTV Music Awards or Grammy Awards? Kind of so those. many years back where he, she had won an award and he got up and sort of <laughs> like dominated the mic and said Beyonce should have won, which I mean, he's probably right on that. But um, <laughs> so those two have been twinned in the headlines before and now they're back in the headlines again. Beyonce. Um, Beyonce is always in the headlines because she's a queen. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, But Taylor Swift in the headlines because she's been famously apolitical. She came out of the politics closet and uh, encouraged people to vote, to register to vote, and to vote Democratic in particular. So that's a big story. And then one of you want to talk about Kanye? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, infamously in 2005 um, with Hurricane Katrina, Kanye live on the air called out President Bush for being racist, for not responding his administration's failure to response. And so this was kind of the first signs of Kanye being political, but had kind of veered away from that more political element, but has now come out as a pretty strong supporter of President Trump. Um, and Always wears the MAGA hat. Yep. On Saturday Night Live, has a speech kind of at the end about pro-Trump um, messages. And so, um, and facing some pushback from other um, black artists on that you know like this has not been a good administration for the black community and maybe he wants to kind of lay off that message it was back in the oval office this week right with a pretty long (laughs) rambling message for the president in particular about ford developing some cars that run on hydrogen or something like that it was was strange it was hard to follow something about time too like Mm -hmm. uh that was made up i i don't remember the yeah kanye's always got interesting things and you know he's uh (laughs) he suggested that he's gonna run because you know that's one of my favorite parts of this entire like saga with kanye and trump is he like oh trump blazed the path for me to be president right and so that's uh that's just interesting in itself as a side note to all this yeah, and the one other story that I would just mention um, that shocks me is was also happening this year was Stormy Daniels. Oh, right, right. that <laughs> right, that story um, connecting maybe again to some um, oh bad financial choices on the part of Trump, the Trump administration, and Trump supporters. So that story also ongoing. Um, All right. Well, with that, we're going to just remind you again that this uh, week is Radiothon. It's an awesome chance to support Radio Boise. Your gift can really make a difference. Um, This is a beautiful place here in the basement of the Alaska building. We're lucky to have this space. 
but it is not super fancy. Um, <laughs> we really make things work here. Uh, a lot of volunteer labor, a lot of folks, we often get Facebook messages in the middle of the night that a piece of equipment has gone down and somebody comes in on their own time and fixes it. Um, people make this radio station work because they care, and we couldn't do that without your support. So I wanted to thank Rebecca, who was a walk-in and who gave us a donation today. That is awesome way to support us. It's fantastic. Oh, now Wayne's going to give me trouble for saying awesome so much. It's a terrific way to support <laughs> Radio Boise. Um, you can come on down to 1020 West Main Street. It's actually pretty easy to park in front of the building. There's often parking. I say that because sometimes people are afraid of parking downtown. Come on down and see us. Get a snack. Um, you can also go to RadioBoise.org and make your donation there. Easy peasy. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, you know, Radio Boise is not just you know the the shows that we do, not just the music. It's a, it's an entire community here that people become involved in. So you know, certainly if uh, you have the opportunity to come in, come in and, and meet Wayne um, and all the other people that make this show. Continue. Wayne's our station manager. Yes, yeah, and he, a DJ. Yes, he's he's lots of fun. Uh, nice guy. So I mean, just come down and and. You know, not don't just donate. Come down here and become part of the community of Radio Boise. Um, because this is community powered radio. It's not just the shows and the equipment that makes it run. It's the people of the city. Um, and so it's important for us to continue to engage in that. So again, uh, if you're in the downtown, stop on by. Free food. We have a raffle going on. Um, you can uh, watch uh, Jen get destroyed in trivia again here coming oh. up in a minute. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, Wayne reminds me all the time that we built this city. We built this city on rock and roll, and this is, this is a chance for you to come down and make that happen. Help us build this city. Wait, I have, Radio Bo- You're welcome, Wayne. RadioBoise.org. No, I have nothing else to say. I, think you, I just think the show's over when you start saying that we built this Listen, if I'm going to get trounced in trivia, I get to quote some, some bad 80s pop. <laughs> All right. So, again, if you want to help us uh, with our fall radiothon goal, please uh, give us a call at 208-258-2072. And uh, I think we're going to have to uh, make a drawing pretty soon for our uh, raffle. Is that right? Yeah. uh, I think uh, we... uh we're going to do a couple more things. We're going to talk about the big story of next year, but uh, then we're going to raffle. So, look, we said the first 40 minutes, but we're going to extend that. And if you're willing to donate, let's say the next you know, three to four minutes, yeah. we're willing to, to include you in the raffle. So call now. Um, go online. Walk in. We will include you in the raffle. You still have a chance at all that amazing School of Public Service swag. Again, exclusive you will be the only person to have it. I guarantee you, you'll probably be the only person that you'll ever meet to have a School of Public Service pop socket unless you end up meeting the Associate Dean Andy because I, <laughs> I guarantee he has one, but nobody else has these things. So pull your car over to the side of the road. Go to RadioBoise.org. Just tell Siri. She'll take you right there. Go to RadioBoise.org. It just takes a few minutes. There's a new easy giving button. Enter in your information in the next three minutes and you will be qualified uh, for that raffle. All right, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about um, the very dangerous business of prediction, Mm. living dangerously. So we've been talking about what we think the biggest story of this past year has been. And you know what we haven't mentioned? The Mueller investigation. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good segue. That was number one on my list. I was thinking about one of the big stories this year, of course, was what happened with Facebook and the Russian trolls trying to sway Mm -hmm. the election one way or the other, and whether or not there's collusion between Russia and the Trump administration. 
And we all know, of course, that Robert Mueller is going to probably make an announcement about his investigation following the midterms. So why not just do it now? Because he doesn't want to make the same mistake that James Comey did. What was the mistake that James Comey made? Announcing results right before the election and too early. And essentially, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what got him in all this trouble is making him seem partisan, right? Mm -hmm. I think Mueller is trying to avoid all of that. Yeah. And the FBI actually has rules that suggest you're not supposed to make announcements right before elections, right? So they're trying to follow (laughs) that. So we're going to have some big election election announcements, yep. potentially a blue wave, potentially <laughs> a women wave, yeah. um, and then following closely on the heels of that, the Mueller investigation. And then the other thing that's going to happen next year is uh, we're going to ha- start having people enter the president, the 2020 presidential mm. race, start it's, it's forming their exploratory committees, raising money. So we'll start to see the, the beginnings of the presidential primary. Yeah, and uh, kind of going along with the, the midterms, I, I think what's going to be interesting is how Republicans respond to the midterms, right? Depending on if they lose or they win, whether or not they get closer to Trump or really rebuke him. And as of course, like this is going to lead Republicans to either jump into the presidential election or not. You know, there's just going to be a lot of stuff that happens in that relationship. Because, I mean, I think up at this point is pretty true that Republicans and Trump is just kind of a marriage of convenience at this point. And so like what happens in that following these midterms? Um, I mean, it does make you wonder, though, when you have an incumbent president who's, Um, doing as well as Trump is in terms of economic numbers Mm -hmm. and things like that, you're not going to see challengers from the Republican Party generally. But he's been such a lightning rod figure. It does make you wonder if you'll see some some dark horse candidates from his own party challenge him. Someone like John Kasich, um, Mm -hmm. who has been a a vocal opponent, Jeff Flake. Mm -hmm. So we do have some opponents of Trump who um, could, could enter. Yeah, absolutely. It's a challenge. But yeah, with a strong economy, it would be tough. Like, it's it's kind of an uphill battle. Yeah, and the Trump base is so galvanized in his favor, too. It'd be a, a risky move. Hmm. All right, on that note, I think, I mean, my watch tells me that it is time to do the raffle drawing. Uh, um, hold on, I have to get my top secret special raffle drawing bag out. Hmm. <laughs> We want to be sure to, of course, be 100% on the up and up for the raffle. So, uh, And I wanna, if you just heard a loud crash at home, it's because Jen dropped the mic. Um, I dropped the mic, y'all. Yes. All right. Jackie, you want to do the honors? Sorry about that. Muffin. What is Sorry all about in that muffin here? in there. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I, I, of course, managed to draw my husband's name, which I swear I was not looking at the name. Uh, um, how about if I volunteer to buy Cook a beer sometime and we'll do we'll one draw more again. draw? I, I think that's good. I don't think, I, I think we need that at home. Knowing Cook the way I do, I believe he'd prefer the beer over the School of Public Service stuff. <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry about the fried zucchini in there. All right. Well, now... <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Well, uh, apparently Regina from Mississippi oh, won, Regina. so congratulations, Regina. Um, she will be job. the only person in the state of Mississippi with School of Public Service swag. We'll send it <laughs> home with Luke at Christmas. <laughs> and I'll be donating a new microphone to the station. <laughs> that is a, another reason to donate, because Jen is breaking mics in here. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, thank you so much to everybody who's listening today and who's donating. And listen, if you don't have a chance to donate now during uh, the Big Tent, you can always do it later. We're going to be doing Radiothon all week. So please um, make a note to go to RadioBoise.org, make a donation. You can do a a one-time donation of any size 
Or if it's easier, you can become a sustaining member like me and Val and just have a little taken out of your account every month or a lot taken out of your account every month if that's how you roll. That's fine too. We won't say no. Um, any amount is great. So I'm pretty sure, Luke, you're going to take us out by shaming me publicly with some more trivia. Listen, it is trivia lightning round time. <laughs> Please let it be all about football. Yes. <laughs> no, there's no sports questions here. Or actually, yeah, no, there's no sports. Oh. There are some sports questions. Never mind. All right. These are, <laughs> are going to be easier. All right. So lightning round, quick answers. How many members are there of the U.S. House of Representatives? 435. God, Jackie's going to kill you in yeah. this. What is the only state with me hours? What is the only state with a unicamp? Nebraska. Bit? God. <laughs> what, These are all political science questions. What Where are the state questions did Hillary Clinton represent in the U.S. Senate? New York. Who is the oldest person <laughs> to ever be elected president? Oh, it's Trump, I think. 72? <laughs> yes, yes. Who is the oldest person to ever serve as president? Oh, sorry. I just came back from running an errand. What's the question? <laughs> Who is the oldest person to ever serve as president of the United States? I assume Trump. No. Not? It's going to be some old it's dude we don't think about. Warren G. Harding. Oh, maybe FDR for as long as FDR. he's in office. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. I'm just going to oh, scream okay. whatever yeah. Jackie says. <laughs> How many amendments to the U.S. Constitution are there? 6,000. 20-something? <laughs> wow. That is actually kind of a shameful answer for both of you two. I'm just going to move on. How many fell? Wait, what was the answer? answer? 27. Okay. She said 20-something. 20 27 is actually 20-something. Wow. Wow. How many federal departments are there? Oh, that is a dumb question. <laughs> Come on, Lou. What even counts as All right. a department? 15. All right, that's what I was going to Where say. were the 2018 Winter Olympics held? Oh. I'll take city or country. I was not in North South Korea. Korea. Uh, North Korea. South Korea, yeah. not North Korea. He <laughs> 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 could have been in North Korea had Trump not dropped the ball. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> where, where are the 2020 Summer Olympics going to be? Uh, is it really anywhere? Tokyo? Global warming Tokyo. is making it possible to have those wherever you want. I have, I have a lot of useless information. What is the highest grossing film of 2018? Black, Black Panther. Panther. No. <laughs> Avengers Affinity uh, War. Of course. The other one. What is Bo Radio Boise's station ID? 89.9 FM Caldwell Boise. I think Jen Did I win all. one? Yes. yes. Jen got one correct. She gets. I'm. I'm gonna have to. Do you make... know what though? You made life really difficult for me because my kids are huge Marvel fans. They're gonna be so mad that I did not get that answer right. <laughs> well, let's well, just hope that none of your students are listening to the other things you didn't know. Can on we this just list. talk about how strangely fast Jackie answered every one of those? <laughs> though it's almost like she has a brain for trivia. Mm. Mm. Yeah. If only that was a skill useful in lots of other other ways. Well, thanks for trying to make me feel good. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> But if you need me to deconstruct a film scene, please give me a ring at 208-258-2072. I can talk to you about how to do it while you're giving a donation to RadioBoise.org. That sounds like a great discussion for next week. Right. Yeah, more importantly, if you donate enough, we will let Jen not do that. <laughs> here's the, then little... I will sing all of a musical score. Yes, here, here's the deal. If you <laughs> donate money, you get to pick what Jen does next week to fill the show. Um, <laughs> 
And just when you call in or donate online, just put in the comments what you want, Jen, either singing show tunes, <laughs> deconstructing film. You can even suggest the film. All of these things when you donate. And we will go with whoever gives to Well, we'll pick something out of the list. I love it. Well, listen, folks, uh, we're about out of time. Thank you so much for listening to The Big Tent on Radio Boise. Um, Make sure to follow us on Facebook at Big Tent Radio so you can see what kind of shenanigans we're up to for next week. Thank you so much for donating. I think my challenge to you listeners for next week is for one of you who's not a family member of ours to make a donation. We're going to see if we can break that record. That's going to be super exciting. Um, But in the meanwhile, go to RadioBoise.org, make a donation, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening.